everyone, my name is Jamon McKinney, or you can just call me Juice, because that is my nickname. Let's talk about the Los Angeles Chargers right about now, okay? We're going to talk about the Los Angeles Chargers and predict how many games they are going to win heading into the 2020 NFL season. Let's get right to it. So the Chargers last year, disappointing season. You know, they only won five games. And they lost eight games last year by one possession. That's half their games because you play 16 games during an NFL season. Now, why did that happen? Well, the coaching could, could have been a little bit better. You know, I think that that is one of the factors that attributed to some of those losses. Also, there were some injuries to some key players like Derwin James, who's a big-time player that, that missed a lot of games last year. But ultimately... A big, big reason why they lost so many games was because Phillip Rivers last year was not very good. Now, he did throw for a lot of yards. He threw for 4,615 yards, but ultimately, he threw 20 interceptions. And I'm sorry, I don't care who you are. If you throw 20 interceptions as a quarterback, it's going to be hard for you to win a bunch of games. That's just the harsh reality right there. And Phillip Rivers is no longer on the Chargers because he was not good enough last year. That's the harsh reality. Phillip Rivers is easily the best Chargers quarterback of all time, but ultimately, he had to go. His time was up with the Chargers, and Phillip Rivers, ultimately, I think the game has passed him by. You know, I really do. Now, I think that he's going to maybe potentially rebound in Indianapolis due to the fact that he has probably arguably the best offensive line at his disposal. But Phillip Rivers really hurt this team last year, and ultimately, he's not mobile. And when you don't have a mobile quarterback, and that quarterback also is turning the football over a lot, oh, that's very problematic for you as a play caller. Now, we're going to talk about the Chargers presumably starting quarterback this year. We'll get to Justin Herbert a little bit later down the road, the kid that they drafted you know, out of Oregon this year. But yeah, let's talk about Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor gives them at least somewhat of an upgrade at quarterback, in my opinion, simply because he's a guy that doesn't make a lot of mistakes. You know, he's a guy that's not going to turn the football over a ton. Now, the last time we saw Tyrod Taylor play in a lot of meaningful games, it was in 2018 with the Cleveland Browns. And he wasn't very good with the Browns in 2018. He threw only two touchdowns to two interceptions and had a 49% completion percentage. Okay, he ultimately got replaced by Baker Mayfield, who was who's the starting quarterback right now, okay? And my problem with Tyrod Taylor is, while he's not going to lose you games, he's also not going to win you a lot of games. The most yards Tyrod Taylor has thrown for in his career, has been 3,035 yards. And I'm sorry, but in a division with Patrick Mahomes, Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos, I think that the, I think the Denver Broncos are going to be very good. And ultimately, Derek Carr and the Raiders, who had a very solid year last year, and ultimately had a better record than the Chargers, I think you need a quarterback that makes big plays down the field. And that's not Tyrod Taylor. That's just not him. I think Tyrod Taylor at best, is a mid-level Tier 3 quarterback. He's probably more on the high end of a Tier 4 quarterback, in my opinion. But yeah, man, 
I'm not completely sold on Tyrod Taylor. He does provide some mobility, which is a plus, but I'm not confident in Tyrod Taylor being the guy for the Chargers to win them a bunch of games this year. I'm really not. You know, I don't think anyone is losing sleep over the fact that they have the game plan for Tyrod Taylor on Sundays. And listen, the quarterbacks that are winning and making big plays in the NFL throw the ball down the field a lot and just make big plays. Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, even Kyler Murray, even Josh Allen, heck, even Daniel Jones last year. They throw the ball down the field. They take risks. And Tyra Taylor's not that guy. So I'm not very high on the Chargers quarterback this year. Now, I'm not going to poo-poo Tyra Taylor too much more. He's a decent option. I just don't think that he's – I don't think he's a guy that's going to go out there and wow you. I understand that Tyrod Taylor did bring the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs a couple years ago. He deserves my respect, but I'm just not a huge fan of Tyrod Taylor as a quarterback. That's just all I'm going to say about Tyrod Taylor. Now, the offensive line. I believe the offensive line is going to be improved because last year, the offensive line was atrocious. Now, I think the Los Angeles Chargers did a very solid job of trying to improve the offensive line in the offseason. They signed Brian Bulaga, who's a very reliable offensive lineman. Now, presumably, they're going to play him at left tackle. That's why I'm hearing. Now, I don't know how well Brian Bulaga is going to play at left tackle, simply because he's mostly played right tackle throughout his entire career. But based on what you had last year, he's probably your best option. Now, ultimately, whether Brian Bulaga plays right tackle or left tackle, there's going to be somewhat of a void at one of the tackle positions because I think the Chargers have a good offensive tackle in Brian Bulaga. But outside of him, I don't know who else is going to be great at offensive tackle for them because you have two offensive tackles in your offensive line. Bulaga, there's only one spot for him, okay? Now, the Russell Kong trade was very good to me. I like that trade. You trade Russell Kong for Trey Turner. You got younger on the offensive line. I believe he's a good, he's a good addition to the team. Obviously, at wide receiver, you're going to have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And keep your eye on K.J. Hill, who's an underrated player that was drafted in the 2020 NFL draft. He's not the fastest guy. He's not the most flashy guy, but he knows how to get open. He was very productive at Ohio State, so keep an eye out for him. Keenan Allen is a top 10 wide receiver. Mike Williams is a good jump ball guy as well. So the wide receivers are not bad. You know, they're not bad. I do think they lack depth at that position. Like, if Keenan Allen were to get hurt, I don't quite feel as great about that wide receiver core, but you got some weapons. Hunter Henry, very good tight end. The only problem is he's never healthy. If you get a healthy Hunter Henry, though, for the entire season, you'll be he'll be he'll be pretty good. He'll be a pretty good player. Now, the running backs, Austin Eckler, J- Justin Jackson, I like it. You know, they're versatile. They can catch passes out of the backfield. And ultimately, they're not bad. They're not bad options. The defense, however, is why I'm most excited about when it comes to the Chargers. You got Derwin James, who is what is arguably maybe the best safety in all of football. I would probably say Derwin James or Jamal Adams at the moment are the two best overall safeties in the NFL. They're very good, okay? Now, Chris Harris Jr. has gotten a little bit older, but you add him to your secondary. That's not a bad add, I would say. He's, he's going to be a solid addition. Desmond King, I like him. And Nasir Adderley. Nasir Adderley is a very versatile player that I liked a lot when he was drafted. So you've got some players in that secondary. Not to mention up front, you got Joey Boza, who just got a big-time fat contract. I like that. I like the fact that you brought him back. He's a stud. 
Um, Melvin Ingram, you know, he is declining a little bit, but he's still very productive. You know, he's a good he's a good player. Linval Joseph, Jerry Tillery on that interior. I like it. I, can, I really do. And also, in the 2020 NFL Draft, you added Kenneth Murray, who to me is a good fit, especially in a division where there's very good fast tight ends like Travis Kelsey, like Noah Fan, like Darren Waller. You need a guy over the middle to cover up those tight ends and maybe switch on to maybe potentially covering some wide receivers and tackling guys down the field. Kenneth Murray is perfect for that. He's a good fit. To, he's a good fit, I would say. Now, let's address Justin Herbert, the sixth overall pick from this year's draft. Personally, I don't think Justin Herbert is going to really see the field unless Tyrod Taylor is struggling. If Tyrod Taylor is winning games for this team, I don't think that Anthony Lynn is going to play Justin Herbert, nor should he play Justin Herbert if this team is winning games with Tyrod Taylor. Why not let why not let Justin Herbert sit the bench and learn and get better and develop, okay? But assuming we might see Justin Herbert this year, if this team struggles, my thoughts on Justin Herbert is this. I'm not a huge fan. I'm just not. I'm really, I'm really not. I get it. Justin Herbert has the big-time arm. He's got a lot of arm strength. He can make some plays off schedule. And he's going to wow you at some point in the game. He can move around, too. He's got some very – he's got very underrated mobility. He's a very good athlete. But he started for four years at Oregon, and I didn't see him get drastically better. I didn't see him improve that much. I really didn't. I, I saw virtually the same player from his junior year to his senior year. I didn't see the major jump in Justin Herbert's game that I want to see. That concerns me because if you start for four years at college and you're around the same player you were once you kind of got there, that concerns me. People pay attention to the two really good throws each game he makes and they don't pay enough attention to the seven or eight really bad, unexcusable, badly thrown footballs in a game, or the turnovers. They don't pay enough. To, they don't pay enough attention to the negative side of his game. And I see a lot of late throws. I see a guy that's all Nolan Ryan. He cannot throw the ball with touch. I need some Greg Maddox. Okay, I need some Greg Maddox. And I'll compare Justin Herbert to a McDonald's burger because. When you, when you look at McDonald's burgers and commercials, they look so juicy, they look so tasty, but sometimes when you buy them in real life, they disappoint you because they're not as juicy and they're not as tasty in real life. And that's how I feel about Justin Herbert. He looks good throwing the ball in practice. You know, at the combine, he wows you. But in the game, I don't see the natural field for the position. I see a very robotic player. I just, I just don't see it. I, I, I understand he's going to be playing with a, a lot of good players, but ultimately, I just don't know if he's ready to take the, take on the challenge of being the Chargers franchise quarterback in a division with Patrick Mahomes, Drew Locke, and the Oakland Raiders, who are building something, in my opinion. So, I wasn't a fan of the pick. I would have taken Jordan Love or Jalen Hurts. You know, I personally, in a real world, you probably would look to maybe take Isaiah Simmons and then maybe look to get someone like Jalen Hurts or Jordan Love later in the draft. But hey, I'm not going to write Justin Herbert off because I do I do believe he has some talent, but I'm not sold on the pick. I'm really not. Now, looking at this team, overall, I believe they're going to win seven games. 
And mainly the reason why I believe they only get to seven wins is because I think this offense is going to fail this team. I don't think Tyrod Taylor is special at all. And he's going to be facing Drew Locke, who I'm, who I'm very high on twice a year. He's going, to be facing, he's going to be facing Patrick Mahomes twice a year. And the Oakland Raiders, they're not a bad football team. Last year, the Oakland Raiders, through 10 games, they were a 6-4 and four football team. So, they're not bad. And ultimately, I believe there will be some games where Tyrod Taylor is going to have to make two to three game-changing throws to ultimately decide the game. And ultimately, I don't think he's going to be able to make them. I really don't. That's ultimately why I believe the Chargers are only going to win seven games. I love the defense. I believe you improved the offensive line. I like the skill position players. But ultimately, I just think that the that the Chargers have the worst quarterback in their division. So those are the reasons why I only have them winning seven games. Let's get to the schedule and break down some of these games right here just a little bit. I'm not going to break down game by game and tell you what, what games the Chargers are going to win. I'm just going to tell you how I feel about each game. At Bengals, I'm actually not so sure who wins that game. I like Joe Burrow a lot, and it's on the road, and the Bengals have some real weapons. So I think the Chargers are more talented, but I could see an upset maybe. Chiefs at home. Personally, I think the Chiefs are going to are gonna sweep the Chargers this year. I just think they're a bad matchup for the Chargers. Panthers at home, that's probably a win. You're a better football team than them. At Tampa Bay. I like Tampa Bay a lot. Probably a loss, though. You know, I, I think Tampa Bay is a better team. New Orleans are on a Monday night game in New Orleans. That's probably a loss. I just don't think Tyrod Taylor and that offense can put, can put up enough points to keep up with Drew Brees. Now, week 6 through 11, this is where you can actually win a lot of games because I look at the Jets, I look at the Dolphins, I look at the Jaguars, I look at the Raiders, I look at the Broncos coming off a bye week. You're better than most of those teams outside of Denver. Now, the Raiders and Miami game is a toss-up, but I could see you winning all those games potentially. I really could. So, Jets is probably a win. Miami's a toss-up. Jags, probably a win. Raiders, toss-up. Bye week, I'll give you the win versus Denver. I, I, I'll say you, I, I'm going to say you split with Denver and Oakland this year and get swept by the, get swept by the Chiefs. Okay, that's just my opinion for your individual foes. Now, at Buffalo, week 12, week 13 versus the Patriots, week 14 versus the Falcons, I think you'll at least lose two of those games. I think Buffalo's a good team. They're, they're, they're a very good team. That's probably a playoff team. Same with the Patriots. And the Falcons, they're borderline playoff team. They're about in the same boat with the Chargers. I had the Falcons winning eight games this year in my Falcons preview. I had the Chargers winning seven games. So. That should tell you how I feel about both teams. That's a toss-up game. Now, the last three weeks of the season, that's a rough stretch. At Raiders, Thursday night football. Then Broncos at home. Then at Chiefs. I could see I could actually see a scenario where you lose all three of those games. So, ultimately, when I look at the schedule, I actually could see a 9-7 and team at best. I could see a situation where Tyrod Taylor balls out and plays better than I think he's going to play. And you can win seven, not seven, you can win nine, maybe ten games. But ultimately, I think this is about a seven to eight win team. I'm going with seven. I believe the Los Angeles Chargers are going to win seven games 
during the 2020 NFL season.